Food Tech Stars, powered by ACT Food Tech. Israel is home to one of the most vibrant, forward-thinking food tech ecosystems in the world, which makes it a desirable innovation hub. In this podcast, we speak to the people driving the future of food, researchers, entrepreneurs, and venture capital investors. Welcome to Food Tech Stars, with Karma Oren and Merav Oren, co-founders at ACT Food Tech. Online, on smart speakers, and on Listen Again, this is Food FM. So hi, Karmit. Here we are again in Food Tech Stars, and today we're excited to host Noga Sela Shalev. Noga Sela Shalev, VP Business and Development at Fresh Start Food Tech Incubator. Noga has 14 years experience in product management, marketing, and business development in the food industry, specializing in CPG innovation. As the VP Business Development of Fresh Start, Noga is closely acquainted with the local and global food tech scene, supporting early stage startups from vision to scale. Noga is experienced in business evaluation of innovative technologies with high emphasis and applicable innovation and has initiated and led industry and startups joint development as well as implementation processes according to industry's needs and requirements. Noga has over a decade of experience in product management, marketing and business development in the food industry, specializing in CPG innovation. Beyond her extensive marketing background, in her last position as Chief of Staff and Head of Innovation Unit in Nuva, Israel's biggest food company, she initiated and led corporate-level strategies projects in various fields, from operational excellence to corporate strategy, and established the Nuva Group Corporate Innovation Unit and work processes. Wow. Noga, we are super excited to have you here with us. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. Pleasure. So tell me, Noga, what can you tell us about Fresh Start and the Upper Galilee? Well, Fresh Start is, a, is part of the Israel Innovation Authority Incubator Program. It's been established since January 2020 uh, in Kiryat Shmona, the Upper Galilee. And it's actually a food tech incubator investing in very early stage startups all around all across the value chain. The incubator partners are two industrial partners, Nova, uh, Israel's leading food company and Tempo, a leading beverage company, and two financial partners, uh, Finisteer Ventures, which is a global fund focused on agri-food, and our crowd, which is a funding platform. So with these four, uh, the quartet, uh, as we call them, uh, are a very good support for any early stage startup coming in, giving them support in terms of technology, business orientation, and global connections, just leading them all the way from vision to scale. And we are right now operating, as I said, for since January 2020, we have three portfolio companies operating within the incubator. One has to do with uh, sugar reduction in juice. The other has to do with transgenic plants uh, with hyper-expression of the compounds for the food industry. Third one uh, is uh, doing with the, uh, has to do with the uh, enhancing the production of uh, cultured meat. And we have two more coming in very shortly, cultured fish and then the, uh, natural preservatives. So this is just an example of a very wide range of the technologies and types of projects that we are uh, looking for and bringing into a company. So we can invest up to $1 million. That's coming from uh, a, a very uh, handsomely set financed uh, program by the Israeli Invasion Authority and our partners. And uh, I guess just the best thing ever to be part of this evolving northern ecosystem of the Northern Galilee. It's part of a very uh, um, extensive prog- program done by the Ministry of Economy, uh, investing in infrastructure in the area to promote startups, both in food and uh, agrotech. So we have a lot of partners in the area, both academic and, and uh, business partners. 
and uh, uh, the municipal uh, uh, governance that is very supportive of the, of the whole idea. And it's actually kind of uh, the, uh, I say, the dream come true of about five or six years already of the whole area initiating itself to become a cluster of food tech. So it's very exciting to see it happen. Great. The food industry appears to be going through a revolution. Changes are being enabled in part by plentiful supply of capital and a shift in the behavior of some consumers triggered by the environmental concerns, such as carbon footprint and greenhouse gas emission, animal welfare, and human health. And actually today I saw uh, a huge um, you know, article in the Calcalis newsletter that is saying that, you know, forget cyber, forget mobility, Israel is already a food tech nation. So food tech is the new uh, king. Uh, so I want to ask you, how are Israeli startups taking the lead in this revolution that we're now seeing? Well, I guess like in many other fields, Israel is kind of the startup nation. There's a very unique uh, kind of composition between, I'd say, the culture of the people here, you know, the need that created the, 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 the whole entrepreneurial, I guess, uh, uh, state of mind. And, and I think this applies as well to food tech, of course. What makes food tech unique here, uh, I think, is the very strong connection between agrotech, in which Israel is by all means a very strong leader, and biotech, uh, and a very good supportive ecosystem of uh, both academic uh, um, uh, institutes that are more, more and more oriented into commercialization, helping this happen. And in terms of food tech, um, I think... What makes the whole uh, point of Futix so exciting and is also a very big opportunity is the fact that it's very multidisciplinary. You have a lot of areas in which you have to kind of bring the innovation into across the value chain, very different fields. And the fact that we are in many, many ways in Israel, um, we kind of have the best ecosystem for multidisciplinary interactions. I think in many ways, this also helps in terms of Futix. If I have to kind of put my finger on, on the three main areas or fields in which, I, in which I feel Israel has a very good potential to, of leading, I'm going to um, take the chance of uh, being banal and say cell culture is, of course, a very big uh, topic. And we have been proving so far our leadership in this field. But I think that more than that, um, since the, this industry is actually getting into a very crucial stage right now of kind of actually commercializing, actually trying to... Uh, reach scale up and there, it's a, a kind of a time for many enabling technologies to come in and kind of help make that boost. I think it's specifically in that field, we have a very big chance of kind of keep on leading, keep on taking the lead in this field. And some of the major barriers that we have to handle are more on kind of a governmental uh, level, meaning how do we open regulatory uh, barriers? How do we support by creating the right infrastructure for all these technologies? Because we have the know-how, We have the ingenuity, we have the open-mindedness of creating really big innovations in this field, kind of pulling on the lead that we already started there, but we have to overcome the barriers. And I know that there's a lot of work being done in these fields, and there's a lot of intention of actually promoting this field and uh, in Israel. And the second, well, again, it's pretty, uh, pretty much part of the fact that we've been a leader, the leaders of uh, agrotech for many, many years. There's a very, very strong connection, of course, between uh, the whole world of plants And food and of course any innovation that has to do from the very beginning of the seed and its proprietary uh, kind of uh, characteristics all the way into the very efficient way in which we are growing them and to the product itself eventually and I don't need to tell you how plant-based is a big deal but it's not only that it's also the whole idea of actually 
benefiting from novel materials and novel ingredients that are coming into the, the, the food system. And I think that our very uh, unique strengths in agriculture can support us uh, in creating leadership also in this field as well. And last, last but not least, uh, and I think this is something that is booming and it's going to be even u- bigger than it is today. And again, Israel has a very good chance of leading that has to do with, again, it's very uh, maybe superficial saying it, but anything AI, and this is something that's really, really strong right now in food tech. You, you kind of understand that there is so much data going on in the whole process. And it's a very traditional industry after all. There's a lot of leaps and changes and, and promotions that could be done within the, the, the whole value chain. And, you know, we have cybersecurity and, and we're kind of the tech nation so how, what, how, what, what better option do we have than bringing all this innovation into, you know, the food supply? And I think these are areas there, there's really so much to do all the way from creating new products just by kind of reverse engineering and understanding the connections between the materials and creating the new kind of alternatives that everybody's talking about all the way through optimization of the processes and down to the consumer and personalized nutrition. So there's a lot to do there happening, and I think we really have a good chance of leading it. So it was a really long answer to a short question, but that's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Yeah, but it was a good one, so. Okay, thank you. So uh, Fresh Start is investing in the resources needed to draw local entrepreneurs and encourage other startups to relocate through the Galilee. So um, how do you see the Galilee taking the lead? I mean, can you give us examples for your latest investments? Sure. So uh, uh, I touched a little bit upon it earlier, but I, I would just want to say, you know, creating a cluster for a specific tech field is something that we've seen I mean, around the globe. So it's kind of, you have kind of the key components that you have to make sure that they are there. So there's academies who have very good partners in in terms of, of uh, both the Miguel Research Institute and the Tel High College, both of them kind of bringing food tech and deep research into the area. We have um, business partners such as Fresh Starts Partners, but also uh, Erel Margalit and other investors that are coming into the area and creating kind of new hubs there and bringing the business, if you like, into into this field. And then you have, as I, as I mentioned earlier, very strong support by the area, by uh, the municipalities, which is crucial because if you want to bring entrepreneurs, you know, Israel, it's, it's such a small place. But if you say the Northern Galilee and it's like a two and a half hours drive from Tel Aviv, everybody, oh God, it's like a relocation. So in many ways, this is the way we treat it. So you have a lot of support from the um, uh, Kiryat Shmona municipality and, and the kibbutzim around to actually help you out, find the right place to live, find the right uh, where placed for your spouse to to have a new workplace or even help your kids get into the, the schools there. So there's that as kind of an infrastructure for supporting it. And and you've asked about our portfolio companies. So Bluetree, for example, which is our first portfolio company, the entrepreneur there who had was kind of living in Tel Aviv, that was his center of his life. He actually took his things and moved to the north to Kiryat Shmona in order to come into the incubator and open his, uh, his uh, startup there. So they're actually selectively removing sugar from natural juice, maintaining the, the taste and the nat- nutritional values of the juice without doing anything but taking out the sugar, for example. Uh, I've mentioned pigmentum earlier. So I must say I read his this- story of moving yeah. to the Galilee. It's amazing. It's really yeah. uh, he's, inspiring, he's I think. He's so into it. It's amazing. And I really have to say, you know, I drive there and you kind of, you go, you get into the region and everything is so green and so beautiful and you get inspired just by that. So it's amazing. And it's an amazing place to be there. And, and really the people there, there's such an entrepreneurial kind of state of mind of just everybody around you. It's really strange. You always think of it in Tel Aviv, but it's a different, it's a different way. 
of thinking and a different way of operating. The cluster has yeah. become something amazing that we have seen now few startups doing that. Also, like as we see a cluster of plant-based, we see a nice cluster of sugar reduction technologies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, sugar is a, is a huge problem. Everybody knows that. It's a common thing by now. And I think, you know, understanding that not everything natural is necessarily as healthy as you would like it to be is <laughs> kind of the next step of it. So addressing orange juice and saying, okay, let's keep all the good stuff that's in it. But taking down the sugar within it is, is a really big deal. So it's kind of even improving what nature actually gave us uh, in that sense. And you're right. It's something that's uh, happening. And I know that there is a lot of interest throughout the industry. So really, the more solutions, the merrier in that in that. Uh, aspect. We have a second startup uh, called Pigmentum. Uh, they're developing uh, um, transgenic plants uh, that can hyper-express any compound, any natural compound that you've been look- you are looking for. So this is really important in terms of creating a better and a more sustainable value chain for producing components for the food industry, but not only for the food industry. Their technology is actually very unique. I know there are already other technologies kind of uh, using plants as uh, small incubators, if you like. But in this case, they have kind of a trigger solution, meaning they control the uh, the when, not only the what. And this allows a very useful and very efficient uh, production and also a very wide variety of products that can come out of that. Again, uh, in terms of uh, cell culture, which is a big, big issue, uh, our portfolio company, Profuse, has just uh, entered and they are an enabling technology. They actually make the whole process more efficient and uh, and actually impact the quality of the biomass coming out. So they're kind of exactly at that peak that I mentioned earlier of kind of how to make this whole industry something that as, is actually efficient enough to be commercialized and eventually reach price parity, taste parity, nutritional parity with uh, regular pr- uh, protein or uh, meat protein. So these are the three that are in, and there are two more coming in, and another one that we just presented, but we'll talk about them when they're actually formally and approved. I love this, uh, you know, this progress. Seems super interesting. But I want to take you to something else, maybe um, mm-hmm. much more personal, and ask you about what is your earliest memory related to food and home? Because, you know, this is the basic stuff, right? Before even we go into food tech, what is food and home for you? Well, I was trying to think of, of kind of a very initial experience. And you know what? I came back to the, the memory of sitting, sitting in front of the TV with my two siblings and having pasta every Monday evening because that was the, di- the night that my dad was responsible. You know, there was one night that he was the, 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 the one that had to kind of tuck us in and everything. And we were not allowed to eat in front of the television except from Monday evenings when you had MacGyver on TV. So my memory of good food is pasta in front of the television watching MacGyver. And I think that might be, it's very basic, of course, but that might be just the thing that made me a pasta lover up until today. So yeah, that's a memory. But it's not a pasta, right? It's the feeling that you had when you actually could sit in front of TV and eat pasta. Of course, it was the forbidden pasta. That was it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so going back, I want to, um, to ask you about another food tech uh, production. Spectrum is the development of food in labs. We were just talking about it before. In particular, the food protein and alternative meat products. Mm-hmm. Uh, a recent report from Think Tank predicts that due to the scale of investment going into the food tech, by 2030, lab-based protein will be 10 times cheaper than the animal protein. Uh, the journey to sale and actually for 
profitability may also be longer than the low tech businesses. So what can you tell us about this? This is a huge issue for each of the startups to actually go into the shelves and being, um, you know, actually relevant in terms of pricing. Well, I think, you know, like in any novel business, the support of the current industry is a huge part in making it both accessible and in terms of, of price and in terms of production and both in terms of, of bringing it to the consumer's attention, mind and acceptance eventually. You know, we're very uh, proud of having on our uh, partners uh, table, both Nuva that is, you know, in, in many ways is the counterpart of, of, uh, of alternative protein being the, big, the biggest producer of protein in Israel, literally. But they're also very big in alternative protein. So it's just a good example of how, you know, the traditional mainstream companies are part of this whole revolution that revolution that happens. And if you want to go bigger, you just now heard of, of the publication of Nestle uh, tapping into future meats operation. And uh, just today here in Israel, you've heard of Pivtam, which is kind of retailers trying to tap into creating, you know, cell cultured pig for all for uh, for just, you know, being in the, part of this revolution. So if you have to to kind of point out what will be the key, the pre- these predictions coming true, I think we're actually seeing it in front of our eyes happening. We see the, the embracing of, of the traditional industry of this new uh, technology. And I think, you know. You can say a lot of things about COVID, but it has a very good way of proving that if you put all the minds together into reaching a single target, you can do it very fast and even better than you have ever imagined uh, things could happen. And I think it's not very different because I think the awareness of the need of alternative protein and this type of technologies is something that's it's already here. You hear about it all the time. And I know I'm a bit biased and I'm in food tech as you are, and everybody's talking about it around, but this is something that's actually coming into the mainstream media. And you see, you know, that your average consumer is saying, yeah, I've heard about something like that. So moving ahead from this position into a spot in which they will be willing to actually try it and not just state it in kind of all the research that we read about it. I don't think it's a very far, far away from now. And, you know, a second thing is, um, kind of regulation supporting this. And I think that if COVID did another thing was to kind of put down the, the emphasis on the fact that we need other ways of, of production that will be local, that will be very manageable, that will be, create a very sustainable supply chain. So this pushes regulation to address this new uh, production and, and new way, products that are coming to shelves and support them as well. And last but not least, there's a lot of money pouring in. Food tech is the buzzword and everybody wants to invest in it. So you have the money, you have the technologies, you have the consumer acceptance, you have the understanding there's a need. So in my perspective, I think this is going to happen. And I think it's actually going to happen faster than we think. Great. So uh, taking everything you said together, um, what do you hope for the startups in the Galilee for the food tech startups, of course? Um... I think I'm going to say something and then contradict myself because in many ways, um, the whole purpose of creating the incubator in, in the Galilee is to actually support the local economy. And it's actually happening. I mean, I just mentioned Yuval coming, but every startup that actually enters the incubator is the the next stage of it is recruiting people from the area so kind of heightening the whole uh, um, profile of, of positions of technological positions that are available for people in this area so 
I wish for them on one hand to come to the Galilee and settle there. There's a lot of support, by the way, for the next stage. Companies wanting to create their platforms or, or production platforms in the north actually get a lot of support and a lot of benefits. Um, so I wish for them to actually fulfill this this uh, kind of uh, vision of, of kind of creating a better and a more technologically advanced Galilee. On the other hand, I want them to go big and go global and kind of conquer the world. So I think it's a very local uh, uh, vision on one hand, but a very global aspiration on the other hand. Global, we say. Yeah, in many ways. I agree. Global vision. Yeah. So again, going to a personal issue, and I want to ask you, who would you like to cook for you? I mean, uh, a comforting meal is something that we all want. And if somebody is going to cook for you, uh, what would this be? What will be your dish? What will be my dish? Okay. Uh, wow. It's very hard for me to answer because I'm a huge foodie. I really, I literally love eating. Up until, I don't know, a year or so ago, I would eat literally everything. I'm culinary, unfortunately, going alternative protein these days. So I hardly eat any meat. Uh, and, and in many ways, I do miss it. And I'm really waiting for all these amazing solutions to come in. And I've stopped eating fish after seeing this horrible movie <laughs> of uh, Seaspiracy. So uh, in that my, way, my diet kind of shrinked. And if you want to ask me what will be my ideal dish today, it will be an alternative protein dish that feels exactly the same as the original because I really miss it. Any specifics? I mean, is it something specific? I don't know. I think kind of uh, maybe maybe a juicy steak, you know, kind of with the with the with potatoes on okay, the side and good. green uh, green good. dish without. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. Okay, so maybe just to catch up, maybe can you share with us uh, what are you uh, wishing for yourself and maybe this community that we're all part of for the next uh, maybe three years? Do you have anything to um, share? I mean, the vision is actually happening in front of my eyes right now. It's, it's like a dream come true to be part of this whole revolution happening. And the only thing I can think of is let's just keep on moving and doing what we're doing in the same crazy pace, which I mean, it's day and night, but it's amazing. And it's actually creating a new world and a new food chain. So I can't be very specific about anything. I'm just going to say, and then just let's keep up the good work. It's actually happening. We're actually doing it. And I really, I really, I think we have the best support ever in terms of, of all the platforms that the government can help give us. We just need regulations pushed forward. And I think we're on the right track to to do what we have to do. Wow. Thank you, Noga. Yeah. It was really interesting. Really interesting to hear about the Galilee, about your activity, about your positivity and your vision. Yeah, and I your passion it. about it, which is amazing, really. <laughs> It's fun, you know? You, you say you, you, yeah. you do what you love and you, you never work a day in your life. So I think in many ways, that's it. We agree. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. so thank you thank very you. much for joining us. Thank you so much for and having thanks, me. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you. See you soon. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. To find out more about Food FM and our content, go to foodfmradio.com. 